You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Good afternoon, morning, or evening. I don't know what time of day it is, but it is the day the Lord has made, and it's a good reason to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. This is Chris. I'm filling in for our beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Today, I'll be pinch hitting, and I'm also joined with a dear friend, a young man of God, a co-laborer here in God's house at East Coast, um, and just a great friend, Isaac Eberts. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Pastor Chris? I'm great, man. It is so good to see you today. It's good to see you, too. Hey, thanks for uh, joining me to preach the Word this morning and do some morning breath and be with our fam. So have have you been? When's the last time you did this program? It's been a few weeks. I'm glad. This is my first time doing it with you. Okay. Usually I'm on with Pastor Christian. But Funny because this is my first time doing this with you. No way. Yeah. What a, what a coincidence. I, how'd that happen? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, our engineer over there is giving us a courtesy laugh. That's Nick. Good morning, Nick. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing well. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Thanks for making this program happen, dude. Anytime, anywhere. Awesome. Hey, listen, if you're tuning in, if you're listening right now, we love you and we just want to share a little bit uh, of God's Word with you. That's really the heartbeat of this program is um, to encourage you and to really develop a, a community of Jesus followers who love the Word, who get in the Word every day. And that's kind of the heartbeat behind Morning Breath. Pastor Dan got this great dream from God as he was laying down to take a nap, just a little blueprint for how to spend more time in God's Word consistently. And that was to take a chapter out of the Bible, read it at night, and then take an, and read that chapter again in the morning and kind of bookend your day. You know, you got these yeah. bookends. Many of us have mostly digital books now. But for those of us who still have <laughs> analog books, you know, you keep them together with your bookends. So you bookend your day in that chapter and let God speak even as you're sleeping, you know. It's kind of cool to think those last thoughts before you went to bed were, were Scripture thoughts, were God thoughts. Yeah, that's So good. that's kind of what we did last night. And then this morning we uh, came to the program and we're recording now uh, to, to do this program for you. And really just want to share whatever the Lord brings on because the Bible says all scripture is God breathed and that's where we got the name morning breath and so here we are we'd love for you guys to read the chapters with us and get connected and Isaac's going to tell you how to connect with us yes the East Coast app is always the best best way to stay connected with us we have morning breath episodes so this episode will be on our East Coast app we have service times and ways to get plugged into our uh, young adult ministries our youth church and just Literally anything you can imagine about our church, you can do it on the app. So make sure you download that. Just search search East Coast app on any of your app stores. It'll be there, and uh, make sure you download that. Also, follow us on social media. Yes. That's also another amazing way to figure out what's coming up next. Just search East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or if you're old school, there's nothing wrong with that. No can, school like the old school. <laughs> amen. You can give us a call at 321 321- Four five two ten sixty, and we can email you or physically mail you anything that you might need. We have an amazing receptionist team here at East Coast that would love to talk to you. Absolutely, thank you so much, Isaac. And uh, yeah, you know what Isaac was mentioning is that Morning Breath. Really, we want to connect you more than than to just this program, but to a life giving church that lasts here in Brevard County. And yeah. so um, we're we're doing God God stuff here as a church, and it's a it's a great church to be a part of. And if you haven't been connected to church or you haven't been coming for a while for whatever reason, whether that was from the pandemic or maybe it just some things hit you in your life and you kind of just quit joining the fellowship of other believers, man, it's a great time to come back to church. We would love to see you. We have campuses in Cocoa and Merritt Island 
and in Vieira. Also, we're online, and so maybe if you're just comfortable right now, just worshiping the Lord with our online service, that's cool too. Just yeah. check us out uh, there, like Isaac mentioned, at the website. Um, also, we have something cool coming up August 5th and 6th. We have a Global Leadership Summit. And um, the Global Le- Leadership Summit, if I could say it properly, <laughs> um, is really this incredible conference that's been happening annually for years with a lot of great Christian leaders, um, You know, whether they be business leaders or CEOs or even pastors, um, really sharing kingdom thoughts on how to steward the influence, because that's what leadership is at the end of the day. It's having influence. How to stu- steward your influence to the next level for God's glory and for others' good. And so uh, we want to encourage you, feel free to come and attend that. We're going to be streaming that here. If you want more information, again, check out all those resources Isaac mentioned. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for that Global Leadership Summit or Liebership. Lieber. Liebership, yes. <laughs> Thank you. No, no courtesy laugh from no, Nick on no, that No, 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 no courtesy laugh. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. It's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, let's get into the Word. We're in 1 Samuel 18 today, and uh, it's, a, it's a doozy of a chapter. I'm really excited about what God would, would want to reveal to us today. Some stuff already, I'm sure, that you've, you've kind of primed up in your, in your tank there yeah, to share. Yeah, for sure. So, we're going to read. Um, we're going to split this chapter in two, and I'll have you read first, Isaac, as our honored guest. Okay, sounds good. I'll get you started as you read in the uh, New Living Translation. Is yes, that correct. I'll be in NLT today. Awesome. Reading, what you, what reading? translation are you in? Oh, you know, I got to honor Pastor Dan. I'm up in here in this New King James today. Nice. <laughs> He'd be <laughs> yeah, proud. Yeah, he would. I got. I got to <laughs> hold the fort down for him. Well, I get you started, Isaac, as you read through verse 16, and I say, read, sir. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war an appointment that was welcomed by people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals, and this was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Now this made Saul very angry. What's this, he said, They credit David with ten thousands and me only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day. But Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. But David escaped him twice. Saul was then afraid of David, for the Lord was with David, and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men, and David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did, for the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. Verse 17 in New King James, Then Saul said to David, Here is my older Merib. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, Let my hand not be against him, but 
let the hand of the Philistines be against him. And so David said to Saul, Who am I, and what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it happened at the time when Merib, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, that she is in- instead was given to Adriel, the Maholothite, as a wife. Now Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And so Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, You shall be my son-in-law today. And Saul commanded his servants, Communicate with David secretly, and say this, Look, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants spoke those words in the hearing of David, and David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing I am a poor and lightly esteemed man? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, In this manner David spoke. Then Saul said, Thus you shall say to David, The king does not desire any dowry but one hundred foreskins of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And so, when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to become the king's son-in-law. Now the days had not expired, therefore David arose, and he went, he and his men, and he killed two hundred men of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins and gave them in full count to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, as a wife. Thus Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was still more afraid of David, so Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out to war, and so it was whenever they went out that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name became highly esteemed. Amen. What a chapter. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a, uh, I mean, what a story and yeah. what a, an expose. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked at the beginning of the program about leadership in the Global Leadership Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure I wouldn't want Saul teaching any um, sessions at this summit. Nope, and, uh, I don't think so either. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure David <laughs> could teach a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what we're getting uh, a glimpse into in this chapter. Um, we'd love to hear some of your thoughts, Isaac, as you were reading. What what really popped out to you? What stuck out to you? It's uh, For me, it's just so cool because obviously, you know, things like, you know, capturing your enemies and going into battle and stuff, that, that is foreign, right? You know, we're not, you know, unless yeah. you're in the military in some sense, you're not really doing that. But there are things that are very relevant, like jealousy of your boss or your boss being jealous of you, right? You, yep. can, you can really put it into uh, a perspective that applies to you now you yes. know, in, in 2021. And so I think that's cool because it, it all started with jealousy. Yeah. And it started with something so small. Come on. And, and it just grew and it just festered. And I wonder what it would be like if Saul would have just taken care of that, right? Because Saul, if he would have just, you know, went to God with it and said, you know, God, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm feeling jealousy. I know this doesn't line up with your word. Help me. Take this away from me. The course of history would have probably changed drastically. Yeah. And so for me, it's just kind of, it's crazy to look at this and, and just see how it started with something so small and it just grew and grew to attempted murder. And it just, it just snowballed and how Saul, if he would have went to God in the first place, when he first started feeling that, you know, how, how differently could have, things could have turned out. Wow. You know, I love that you started there um, because that really is the root uh, of all this 
chaos and wickedness that is coming from Saul's abuse. Listen, literally, this is straight up abuse yeah. of his role um, as a leader. And it starts with envy. You know, it reminds me of the New Testament scripture in James. It says, where striving and envy are, there is confusion and what? Every evil work. See, envy was what the enemy, uh, the devil, Lucifer, the anointed cherub, before he was uh, cast out of heaven, he was an anointed cherub that helped to exalt the Lord, and he became envy of the glory that God was getting and said, I want to be worshipped like that. I will exalt myself above him, and I will receive praise, and I will, I will, I will. And we know the, the famous five I will statements. And then guess what? Zap. You're 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 gonna lick the dust of the earth, you yep. little dirt bag. You know, it's like um, <laughs> you don't you don't tread on God's glory. And envy was the original thing that got the that Satan thrown out of heaven. Yeah. And so he uses that. You know, he uses that as a way to injure God because he can't touch God. So he hurts God's kids and he hurts God's plans and he tries to use men's um, brokenness and 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 envy against them to hurt God. And so here is a leader. You know, Saul, and uh, he gets jealous. And why? Well, the, the last chapter we read was David killed Goliath. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, and what could have Saul done better? I want to ask you this question. I'd love to know. Obviously, we know he chose poorly, right? He chose envy. And he did some things out of that envy that we're going to expose in this chapter and hopefully maybe even be humble enough to go, God, have there been times when I have, as a leader, have even participated in some of this? And if so, yeah, let it be a warning to me to repent from that and to make sure that I don't allow those things in yeah. because um, that's not a way to lead a family, a business, a church, um, an organization of any kind. But what do you think Saul could have done when David killed Goliath that would have made him a better leader, a more wise and godly leader, Isaac? To me, I think that if Saul would have realized that they're working towards the same goal, mm. they're not enemies. The enemy is the devil. They have yeah. the they they literally have the same enemy and the same goal. Yeah. And so you should be on the same team. You know that like you're not fighting against each other. You're you're not fighting against flesh and blood. And so, I, if they would have realized that, I think that things would have changed. If he said, you know what. David's the hero. The women are with the tambourines and the symbols. They're in the streets saying, woohoo, go David. Yeah. You know, he killed the 10,000s. Saul killed the thousands, right? It doesn't matter who is better in the moment because you're working towards the same goal. Yes. And I think that oftentimes, you know, and I'm guilty of this as well, trust me, we get distracted and we think that, you know, the person next to you, your coworker is the enemy. a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got a raise first or the boss gave them the promotion first, but it doesn't matter because mm. ultimately whoever you're working alongside, you guys should be together as a team working towards the same goal. Yeah. And especially this, you know, in this case, God is the goal. That's right. Right? For the glory of God, you know, fighting for God, fighting, yes. you know, in the Israelite army, that's about as high up as you can go that's in right. the sense of, of the, the goal of, of fighting for God. And so I just think they lost sight. Yes. I think they lost sight of of the importance of, you know, that they're not the enemy. Yeah. That the devil is the enemy. Um and yeah. I, I love that. You you answered so wisely, man, and I think you're right. At the end of the day, I think Saul forgot that he wasn't the man in charge. Yeah. He might have been the king, the highest ranking, you know, governing official, but at the end of the day, God was in charge. He took his eyes off the Lord. Yeah. He also uh took his eyes off of the people in the kingdom that could have benefited from Saul putting David's strengths and gifts and favor to better use for the kingdom. Where were where, where his eyes instead? He took them off God. He took them off the kingdom. Well, it tells you right there in verse 9, and Saul developed a jealous eye 
towards David. Yeah, that's really He was good. watching David. And fear uh, and all these lies of envy and you're, you're going to be displaced. He's going to take the kingdom from you. These were lies. Yeah. Have you ever had a thought about somebody that wasn't true, a fearful thought that, you know, uh, I'm, I know I have. Yeah. I see oh, you nodding. Sure. Yes. And yep. this is where the enemy works. He yeah. works in the, in the currency of fear to put faith in something negative to be the outcome. That's what fear is. It's, it's a perversion of faith. Faith says, even though I don't see something good that God said he's going to do, I believe something good that he said he's going to do is going to come to pass. Yeah. Fear is the enemy's perversion of that. Even though I can't see something bad is going to happen to me, I'm going to believe something bad's going to happen to me. I'm going to act on it. And that's where fear becomes crystallized. Just like faith becomes crystallized when we act upon it. Faith without works is dead. Well, it becomes vibrant and alive and effective as we act out on that faith. So here is Saul acting out on his fear and his envy. He is manipulating. He is lying. He is setting up crooked, murderous death missions. Yeah. Um, uh, perverted things like, yeah, mm-hmm. here's your dowry for my daughter, 104 skins. Like just utter, like that's not even kind. And, and to, to, you know, if you kill, if you slaughter an enemy, that should be enough. No, after that, after their corpse is there, go ahead and be real graphic and just grab that foreskin and bring it back here. You yeah. know, it's, he's just gotten so off base and it started with envy. And I love that yeah. you exposed that because I think, again, like you said, we are all in some place uh, tempted to be envious of people. And yeah. what's the right response when you feel that? Well, because I, from this, I don't see a, a spot where David was like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so glad that the woman loved me more than Saul. Like that that was never really no. David's heart. That's right. But Saul thought it was because he was believing the lies. And yeah. I was actually giving a, one of my friends a ride to church last week. And he was telling me about how um, at his workplace, his his boss um, is, it's a weird parallel to this story, actually, where his boss does not like him, mm. right? And, and my friend is, is, you know, like an entry-level job, and so he's just working, you know, hardworking, you know, which impresses the bosses, naturally. Of um, course. And, but his boss does not like him. His boss thinks that he's coming after his job. <laughs> his boss has uh, made up lies and, and made up stories to try to get my friend fired, and it just blows my mind because there's insecurity there. There's yeah. jealousy, and it's the same exact thing. We know he, it's like this is a real life example of this chapter happening yeah. in 2021. Yep. And it's so easy how that can just fester and just start. And so I think that was pretty cool just to see a parallel story that's happening right now as of last week. I love that. Um, and so insecurity, again, we're back to fear. Yeah. Uh, if fear is working in a relationship, um, it's good that we recognize that and that we deal appropriately with it. Um, fear can work in your marriage. Fear can work in your family relationships. Fear can work into your friendships. Fear can work into your, even your church family, you know, maybe even as somebody that you're serving with. Maybe you're on a worship team uh, and you're afraid or feel threatened by somebody is, you know, got this powerful anointed voice and maybe they're getting more chances to lead a song, you know. Yeah. And now you feel like, well, there, you know, there goes my chance. Yeah. And this person is the reason why I'm not going to get a chance. And, yeah. So what do you do with that? You know, because yeah. we're talking about the problem is very obvious. So you can kind of see how it starts. But I'd love to hear your from your advice, you know, in yeah. your years, because you have a lot more years of experience. Not a lot more. I'm I not like call, how I'm old you just old. made me feel I'm not right there. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm just teasing. You man. have all the wisdom, Having Pastor fun. Chris. No, I don't. But it's <laughs> the Lord does. And I, I will just share some things that I feel like he has shown me. Yeah. Um, but man, there's probably none of us is as smart as all of us. I mean, shoot, Nick, jump in here, man. What do you do with envy? But I guess um, for me, I have to remember how God sees me mm-hmm. 
and how God sees them. So when I start to feel envious of somebody, which I do, uh, I, this happens to me too, guys. I'm made of the same stuff as everybody in this room and everybody listening to this broadcast. Just a little extra muscle than well, me. <laughs> very kind, very kind. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> when I feel that, I, I try to pause and I say, God, how do you see them? Yeah. And God, how do you see me? What's amazing, if I ask that question, um, what if Saul had said, God, how do you see David? What if he had stopped relying on his own ways? Again, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. <laughs> Don't yeah. lean on the way you see things, on your own perspective. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In, all, well, in this relationship where I'm tempted to be envious, I want to acknowledge God. How do you see him? How do you see her? How do you see them? Um, do you see them as somebody that you're anointing? Well, I'm not going to fight against that. Are you trying to promote them and I'm trying to get in your way? Uh, how do you see me? You see me as a roadblock to the kingdom progress you're trying to make? Oh, God, please, I yeah. repent. Um, how do you see them? How do you see me? I think mm -hmm. is a great way. Um, I also just have a rule. It is, I am no more foolish than when I think I know what is in somebody else's heart. That's good. That is one of the That's dumbest really things I could ever do is go, I know exactly what his motive is. I know what his thoughts are. I know what his feelings are. I know how he sees things. No, God knows that. God knows the heart, you know, um, and I don't. I'm not God. And so I have to remind myself that I cannot judge people's motives. I'm going to be wrong 100% of the time. Even if I'm right that fraction of a percentage, what is that going to really benefit? God's, God's their boss. God's their promoter. And God's my provider too. And so, and that's where it really helps me. I don't have to be threatened by anybody because if God is my provider, nothing you, if God is for me, who can be against me? Uh, you know, I love this scripture. The Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are made to be at peace with him. Nobody's holding me back but me and my broken, stinking thinking. And so if you're getting envious and fearful and insecure in your relationships, um, it's a good place to just go, Lord, expose this. Holy Spirit, remind me how you see me. Help me to walk in love and regard every person uh, as somebody you bled for and died for and you honored and valued enough to do that, to give your son in exchange for them. And if I need to celebrate and get on board with what you're doing, get me in that place. Yeah. And no, I think no matter where you're at on that scale, if you, if you, if you just notice that you're getting jealous or envious of someone yeah. like that, or you're, you know, sending years. people on a death mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God can save you from, from any, anywhere on that scale. And so you're never too far gone. That's also a lie that, yeah. that the enemy is trying to, trying to tell you, but you're never too far gone. God can, can work and Holy Spirit can just come into any situation, no matter how bad it is. You know, I love this thought too. Saul was jealous of the favor of people on David. Hmm. If we realize we have the favor of God, we won't need the favor of people. We won't have to, when, if Saul could realize that God loved him, he wouldn't have felt inadequate. And so he just took his eyes again. We have to realize how God sees us and how much he loves us. That will heal a thousand evils, you know, to just have a vibrant relationship with God and understand his love. Speaking of that, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with the conclusion of Morning Breath. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. 
So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, things that can really hurt us as a leader, but I want to talk a little bit about David as we finish out today. Um, what a what an incredible guy. Like, his humility, um, his loyalty to a terrible leader. Yeah. Um, obviously, we see, you know, that uh, David becomes king, and, and God entrusts a lot to him, and he makes some mistakes too, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of things to be admired. Even the fact that David said, I'm not going to do bare minimums. This really stuck out to me. And then after this, I'd like to have you pray us out. But, you know, even though the assignment was ludicrous and it was really a death mission to go and get collect 100 foreskins from the Philistine army, he goes and gets 200. And he survived. And he survived. 
Um, and the Lord was obviously with him. That's the secret of his success, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the yeah. end of the day, the Lord is with David, and that is his secret. Yes. And and that was Joseph's secret. And that needs to be our secret. God is with me. And that gives me not just earthly confidence, but heavenly confidence. And David had that, and he did over and above, and he was a humble man. He didn't fire back. And I just love studying David. He's just such a great leadership example. And so it's been great to look at that again this morning. Um, Isaac, I love for us to pray. Yeah, Anything that sure. God would lead you to pray that maybe he showed us in the chapter today, just pray over us, brother. Sounds good. Lord, we just pray over everyone listening to this right now that we just uh, we just speak against the attacks of the enemies and the and the lies that uh, could could come against us, and we just pray that uh, that Lord, your voice will be louder. Yes, your voice, your Holy Spirit will just be louder than than any lies of the devil. We thank you for uh, for removing jealousy from our hearts. Yes, Lord, God. help us see where we're falling short. Help us see where we have bitterness and and help us see our own faults. And thank you, Lord, for helping us change them. We can do it only with you. Yes. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good. Have a great day, guys. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.